Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the content creators and should not be assumed to reflect product endorsements or the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. All right. Good afternoon, evening, morning, wherever you are. Uh, welcome to Let's Talk Mech. As you can tell, I am not Herbie Allen. I am Tyann Wilmeth. And I am joined by my husband, Alan Wilmeth, and we're going to talk about something Herbie can't uh, understand, and uh, that's using the Mac. Using the Mac with low vision. I said I said that you don't understand this topic. So, um, so uh, let's let's start with Alan. Me? Can, can people yeah, hear me? You. Yes. Oh, good. All right. Um. So yeah, I'm fond of the uh, excess, uh the low vision part on the Mac. Um. The uh the thing I would suggest people start with is uh, how to uh, bring up the menu. There's a very nice menu for uh accessing accessibility on a Mac. Um. Uh, if you don't see well, you probably want to activate VoiceOver first, which is Command F5, and then the V key. Um, and then the accessibility menu, which gives a lot of options, is Command Option F5, and uh, and that's what I use to get it. Uh, when I do a new Mac to get into it to uh, tab through things, and when you have Voiceover on, it'll read you what they are. And then you just press the space bar to select it or deselect it. Um, my favorite one is uh, to start with a Zoom. Um, this is the one where you uh, you hold down the control key. And you can uh, zoom in wherever the mouse cursor is located is at the t at, on the screen. It zooms in on that location. Um, and you just hold down the default key is control. You just hold the control key down, and then you just scroll wheel, uh, or if it's the trackpad, two fingers, you know, up to zoom in. Two fingers to scroll back. One finger on the magic mouse. So that kind of thing. Um, so it's. Any questions? Or someone was saying something? Oh, Diane, you're not muted. Oh. Oh, anyway. Um, and then the other one I use is Invert Colors, uh, which is also in that same menu. Um, and uh, I don't do it with dark mode because it takes the, because uh, if you slight and you invert, it becomes dark. Um, and then one thing I like to do is the keyboard combo. I change the default key combo. Uh, for me, I use uh, Command-Z, toggle it on and off uh, with my left hand, which is amazing, so I don't take my right hand off the mouse so or the trackpad. So, And I was going to say here, the part here about cursor size, but uh, Tyann's been playing with that, so I'll, she's the so expert on I that can, one. I can take, go over that part real quick. So um, that is uh, the display option on accessibility part of system preferences. And it can be adjusted to a certain point and it goes up to four in the numbers. But the cool thing that I'm not sure exactly when they add I haven't played around with it much, and I just looked at it 
yesterday, which was we can now change the color of the pointer and you can change the outline of the arrow and you can change the inside of the arrow and the only accessible way with voiceover to do that is when you click on uh, the outline uh, option, it brings up a color wheel, but there are other options. And the one that I can access with voiceover and is the is the color palettes. And then there's a menu and you can pick which color you want for the outline. So for example, I have my cursor at size four and my, my arrow is blue and the uh, inside, the main part of the arrow is green. Um, so you can change that. I suppose you could use color wheel and just click where um, without voiceover. And um, so that's one thing I really like to use because then I can find the pointer easily and then that way if I get stuck, it's there. And so I will hand it back to Ellen. Oh. Um, okay. The other uh, the other options I do um, if I dock the if I dock the MacBook and I plug into external monitor, because uh, that makes it easier. Less, there's less zooming if you use a use a a, a massive monitor. Um, tips there, I would suggest I I would share would be. Uh, uh, if you do a 4K monitor, this opens up uh, additional uh, settings. If you if you still have moderate eyesight, and it makes it easier to read, because ironically, the uh, if you do 4K, the lowest setting where the text is the largest, it's still razor sharp because uh, does that uh, Apple's scaling technology. So basically, your everything's like it's uh, 720 mapped onto a 4K monitor. So it's so if you've got you know a relatively large monitor, it, the print will be quite large by default, um, so that you don't have to worry about so much about um, going into each of your applications and trying like uh, make them larger. Uh, like Messages has an option for increasing you know your, your default font size and stuff, which I do use. Uh, but this will allow all the fonts for anything you use to be full screen uh, to be larger. And the beauty about the Mac is that you can run all your apps full screen. This is one big where it's much better than Windows, is that Windows really never intended you to run apps full screen. Uh, it doesn't go between apps very well. A lot of apps don't even go full screen. But the Mac, everything pretty much goes full screen, which is amazing. And so, so if you have your app full screen, you can use all the screen real estate for each application and then the way you go between applications is you hold down, you can use the control key and right arrow or left arrow and um, to, to, to switch between your application, whatever 
full screen apps that you have open. And all the way to the left is your desktop. So you can get back to your desktop if you need to. Uh, you can also access my favorite way, however, is there's some gestures for this. So on the trackpad, if you go between full screen apps, it's three fingers, generally ver vertical in arrangement. And you swipe from right to left to go to the, to the app that's on your right-hand side. And you, and you go the other way to, go to, to switch between your apps to the left. Um, and then I forget the exact one for the desktop here. What is it, 14? Mm -hmm. Oops, uh, pardon me, Tanya's gonna have to take this for a moment. I gotta take a phone call. Uh, command right arrow go filters through and left arrow. Um, um, let's see, another thing I use, because I, I mainly try to use voiceover, but I do have some vision. And so what I end up doing is I end up using dark mode because then that way most of my stuff is the way that I want it. And I have that same shortcut, the option Z to invert if I need it. Um, I mean, it when surfing the web because they think that uh, web pages need to be a white background for some reason. And are there any questions so far? Can you hear me now? Yep. All right. Lois was calling, so it was important. Yeah, I kind of figured. So I just, there are no questions, so continue. Yeah, no raised hands. Oh, so I'm going to say that? Okay. Uh, what was my what else do I have on here for notes? Oh, uh, there's some keyboard shortcuts if you do use the Mac full screen that are useful. Um, the one is let me show you this right here. Uh, yeah, here's well, maybe first tell them how to the keyboard shortcut to make full screen. Yeah, I was trying to get my notes and my words got this many I had to get rid of. Okay, so it's um, control. Uh, I'm sure it's right here. See, I do this by muscle memory, so I you mess I mess it up. I have to think about it. And whenever you want, you do have a raised hand in Clubhouse, I assume. Oh. Oh, uh, you, you want to get that tie in? All right. Brett, uh, you know. Yeah, I got Brett's hand is raised, so. Alan Yoder, uh, did you make it on stage, Alan? Uh, Looks like I don't you're know. done talking. So no, we'll uh, your no hand there's another Alan. Oh, yeah. no. Another Alan. <laughs> yeah. And I Alan. learned that Alan Yoder lives in Portland, Oregon as well. 
I believe he's Hello? on stage. There you are. There he is. Oh, yeah, I have some issues with Clubhouse and muting and unmuting and blah. Huh. Anyway, um, I lost the uh, shortcut. I think I misheard for this Uber menu. Oh, the oh, it's uh, so the voiceover uh, shortcut for starting and stopping voiceover is Command F five. Yeah, that one I got. Yeah. All right. The, the 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 Uber accessibility menu is Command option f5 that's what i thought i heard and i tried it and i didn't get anything um no isn't it uh option and can uh not it's uh commit not uh command the option f5 give me a Let's second see. give me a second did i make a boo-boo i mean i made a boo-boo uh, yeah it's command option it's the two, I, two keys to the right of the spacebar does uh oh to the right of the space bar i used the ones on the left that shouldn't matter um, uh i've never tried the ones on the on the left to be honest i should try to command option it, yeah it is um command and option f5 okay i i tried that and and uh nothing now does voiceover need to be in an off state no, 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 but um, I, I, I found I, I have to, when I used to activate the menu originally, I, just, I, sta I stumbled by, by accident, it would talk, so kind of like, it had like voiceover, like automatic, like part of it, like you just tap through it and it would read it off without having voiceover actually officially on, but now it doesn't make a noise when it comes up, unless you have like voiceover on. So, so then it doesn't. Ron is preferred. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, I tried so. that and didn't get anything. Interesting. So, did do you have to do function to activate your F keys? No, I got the Apple Magic Keyboard. Um, so it's got uh, the the two keys to the left of the space bar are what you want. Okay, I I just tried that. I'm I'll, I'll go give it a try right now. Breaking out my uh, light on my iPhone so I can look at the keys on my keyboard. It's supposed to be light up, but you know I may have a I may have a vision problem. So. <laughs> just, just a little bit. Kind of messed up, I suppose, if you think about it. No, uh, it's symmetrical, so it's command and either thigh is spacebar and then option. So they're the same, perfectly symmetrical around the spacebar. So. Now it could be a difference in. Uh, and Mac OS versions, because they are making quite a bit of differences, I've noticed, between... Okay, uh, my result was the it, it acts just the same as if I hit Command F5, the, you know, voiceover on, voiceover, that thing. Uh -huh. Just the same as that. Have you changed your modifier keys by any chance? Uh... Let's. Uh, you mean the the caps lock thing? No, I haven't done that. I know no. I know of it, but I haven't done it. I, I, uh, yeah. oh, okay. So so you're doing the option key as well. Yes. So maybe the yeah. option key got like crumbs in it or something. Maybe something or it's yeah. There's a built in Mac OS. There's a, a modifier keys, and I I modify the. Uh, I do that a lot for the Windows keyboards, but you it does. 
that's in there for the Mac too. I don't know if that's part of it. Well, it does respond in the keyboard identifier widget thingy. So I don't think it's a it's a a problem with crumbs. This now this magnifier menu is different in the older versions of OS because this is the latest Mac OS, but it should still bring up uh, the older version, the same menu. Okay, how how late are so, we talking? I'm running the beta. Oh, well, you're ahead of me. Oh, <laughs> that might be an issue. Oh, I don't no. might be your issue. Okay. All right. Okay. Sorry to take up everyone's time. Hello. All right. Back to uh, full screen and how to activate and all your notes. Oh, okay. Well, can you guys hear me? Yep. Oh. Gee, the range is so much better when it's not the dongle isn't stuck behind a computer case. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I gave up and plugged it in because I couldn't get the Bluetooth to work. That's what I was diddling with. So whatever. Oh. Figure that out later, I guess. See? No H1 Apple chip. Bluetooth not so good. All right. Um so you do you do control, command, F, and that toggles applications to be full screen, to full screen, and then from full screen. So that's useful. So you don't have to worry about dragging a little cursor over and clicking along the little, uh, you know, the little circle. Uh, and then can Command Q closes apps, which is very nice. That way you don't have to go, you know, put mouse cursor over the top and then look for the little circle to close. So those I use all the time. Uh, Um, in most applications, the other thing is useful I find I use a lot is uh, to make text larger. In most applications on the Mac, it's uh, command and the plus key. But on the laptop, I mean, most people, let's face it, most people are using laptops. And, you know, if, even if you have the, buy a Mac, uh, you usually, you know, you're using the, the, smaller layout keyboard that doesn't have the uh, the full set of keys. So you got to use the shift for the plus because it's a shift for plus. But you just use command minus to shrink the size of the text. But that's nice because like a terminal or almost anywhere else, notes or whatever, if you want to make the text bigger, that's the keyboard shortcut. Just command and then command shift and then the key that's for plus. But, you know, it's plus because on the laptop, you don't have a key that's actually plus. To get the plus, you have to use shift. So, and then minus is just command minus, which is next key next to it to the left. So it's backspace uh, plus and then minus if you don't know. So I use that a lot. Um, so, and I think we pretty well tore through it. The only other thing, and and this is going to be controversial because uh, Tyann absolutely hates this, but regardless of which operating system I'm using. I find most things uh, by search, and that's command spacebar. And I use the hell out of search from searching for settings in Windows 10, Mac OS, opening applications. Uh, it's awesome. So, so yeah, command spacebar. And uh, it smarts, it learns. So once you, you've opened something a couple of times, that starts to be the thing that pops up at the top. So it gets better as you use it. 
Um, and, uh, and that's about it other than like some advice for monitors, but I don't know if people care about that. I think I covered part of it already. So. Yeah, and how big is your monitor? 43. It's 43 4K. I use 250 scaling in Windows. And then when I go over to the Mac, I use the make make uh, the second largest uh, text size. So, so you get more settings, more text size options by default when you pick a 4K monitor. Um, there's some stuff you can do in the command line if you really want to beat Windows, uh, beat up the Mac. Like a 1440p monitor won't show uh, this, the Apple, use Apple scaling technology. But you can go in a terminal and enable uh, high DP mode on a 1440 monitor, which gives you 720p resolution, 720 lines of resolution with razor sharp text. So, and then the other thing I had to mention about monitors and TVs is people go, well, it's the difference between a monitor and a TV. And uh, TVs generally are cheaper for their size, but you have to manually turn them on and off. And the other issue with the TV is some TVs have, uh, Blue, green, red instead of red, green, blue. They the two of the two of the colors are flipped, and so this causes text to be blurry. Um, but depending on the state of your 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 you know how state of your eyes, you this may or may not matter. So you know if you need things really big, you probably wasn't you won't care. You probably won't care. But uh, and then the same thing with uh, if you do 720, which is the lowest setting. Uh, like an, a Tyans Mac, it's the text is a little blurry, but it, you know, depending where you are, it won't really matter. So you don't, you can just get a 1080p display and set 720, and it'll be fine. But that's why kind of matching the monitor to the your usable eyesight kind of matters a little bit, to make life easier. Um, and then I use a, I look for a MVA panel technology, which is a, it has a really high native contrast ratio between light and dark so it allows you to be able to punch up the uh the white text on the black background without the black going being gray and that that higher con native contrast makes makes it uh it easier to read so we have a hand raised in the clubhouse all right yeah we have chris on stage chris go ahead Looks like you're done talking, so we'll hey, lower your hand in eight on? seconds. Hey, Chris. Hand lower. Hey, are you guys just going over like a magnification? Uh, I just got the, here to the, this call, so I'm. A uh, bit yeah, late. this is for a uh, Mac from a low vision perspective. Ah, okay, gotcha. Um, can you go over what? Excuse me. What? Uh, you you were saying how large is your um monitor? Because I have an 18 inch uh here on my desk, and it's awesome. But uh, it was so given to small. me as a gift, so I, I know it is. I know, I know. But it works for me. <laughs> but I yeah. think you said yours was a forty-three inch or something. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm using a forty-three inch. Okay. And awesome. I'm using. Do you know the company too. by any chance? Oh yeah, it's a it's an Acer Predator forty-three inch. Um, okay. I got it because it's it's capable of a thousand nits in sRGB mode, and it's running at thirty percent. So. It's, um, so I've got like tons of headroom. 
Um, right. So even backlight gets tired. In fact, it's one of the few monitors that's capable of doing that in sRGB. But, okay. Yeah, because that would that would probably definitely help me a lot because. You know, this one is, um, sometimes things get visually cramped, if that makes any sense. So I'm going to check that out. I appreciate the, the model name and all that and the recommendation. Thank you. Yeah. You are welcome. Any other questions? more hands right now. Ooh. Let's see what else. Um, oh, now Diana's got her hands raised. All right. Hi there. Um, could you please repeat? I like the text note thing open over here. Could you please repeat the model name of the monitor that you just said? A little slower, please. I know you said oh. Acer. It's an Acer. It's an Acer Predator, uh, Predator. 43 inch gaming monitor. Yeah. Um, if you don't I mind, can... uh, how much? Oh, yeah. Acer Predator. And you said, what'd you say then? Oh, it's a 43 inch Acer Predator uh, gaming monitor. Three inch gaming monitor. Yeah. Um, if you don't mind me asking, how much do those usually cost? Uh, oh, Tyan, did you say you need to take a bathroom break? <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, it was sixteen hundred on sale when I bought it. Huh. So. Hey, you get what you pay for. So, yeah. Thank you. Well, it works for you, and it is brighter than tech on 50%. I, yeah. Yeah, if you if you crank it up to 50, 60%, it's like looking at the car headlight. It's pretty crazy, but but it has the, uh, the, the 5,000 to 1 native contrast ratio of the MVA uh, panel, so... So it's nice in that regard. So. Mm. Don't really need the 120, the 120 hertz refresh rate. Don't really need a bunch of other stuff. Although the cheater crosshairs uh, has helped in World of Warcraft because uh, it keeps me from losing my character and a mob of, a mob of people. But. Um, I'm glad don't I know how, didn't know how much it was when you bought it. Yeah. yeah. So Jesse wants to come over and use it when his when his new game comes up. Oh. So any other questions? I mean, technically, we have a whole nother half an hour. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, slow down, drink coffee, slow down, talk slower, I guess, maybe. Yeah, you'll remember that for next time, though. Because there will be a next time. Okay, got another clubhouse. All right. We have Eric. Eric, Hey, hello, how you doing, sir? Yeah, I was I was wondering. So you and mentioned uh, you mentioned um, Warcraft, uh, or I guess World of Warcraft. I wonder if there's a way for blind people to play World of World of Warcraft uh, accessibly. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a there's a web that is a thing, uh, and then it. Uh, I was playing as a low vision person, uh, but there is actually uh, guys out uh, a website for doing it for completely blind, and then the. There's a couple of different versions of World of Warcraft. Uh, they call it uh, one's called uh, retail or live, and then the other one is uh, classic. Um, and the the live one, uh, I'm trying to look. I'm looking to uh, start to play again. Actually, has text to speech, like in the quests when you pick up the quests, and so they added quite a bit of uh, accessibility to it for. Uh, for a few people with eyesight conditions and hearing and whatnot. Um, but I haven't explored it that much yet. So I don't have firsthand experience with it. I just went in there enough to click on a couple of things and had it, had it talk to me, which is pretty cool. Um, but there are, uh, there are some websites devoted to how you, how you do it. And there's in fact, there's an entire add on for world of Warcraft to allow people who can't see the screen at all to be able to play the game. Excellent. I was wondering. Yeah, excellent. I was wondering if now, now one thing I have played with. I don't know. This is similar, but I have played with something called uh, Second Life, and I have a client called Radicus. Now that that I have not been able to get running on Mac OS, but is so is World of Warcraft similar to Second Life, or totally different? Uh so World of Warcraft. Uh, in general, the game has a bunch of different. It's a pretty open game. So some people play it, uh, they call it PvP, where they just go in these battlegrounds and they just attack the enemy and, group, you know, one, one army against another. Uh, you've got uh, what I'm fond of is the fight, what they call the five-man dungeons, where you get a group of five people together, a tank. I usually, I usually did the healer, and then they had three damage classes. And you go in there and you would, you know, you would take them out, uh, take the monsters out, and they had bosses in there you, you could kill. And then you had raids, which were like uh, where you would be either uh, ten man or twenty five man groups, and uh, so bigger bigger groups of people with more complicated intricate strategies, and the loot was better. Uh, but the camaraderie of you know going in there and wiping until you you get the strategy down, and you know was the part I really liked. Um, and then and then there's a big part of it where you just if you like the storyline, there's like you uh, you participate in the story and so there's a lot of quests in the game and different storylines you can uh, you can complete and you know you you get as you turn you know do the quest and turn it in it's kind of like you're you're part of the story so it's kind of like playing a, a, a book where you get to decide you know which part of the book you want to story you want to do and stuff so yeah so, you know, that, that's really excellent because you know as a, as a blind yeah. person i really i really wanted to become a gamer but Problem is that you know I'm just saying accessibility uh, just wasn't there, and I don't know if it was a what, it, it was just uh, an afterthought. But hey, you know, why do people like the game too? Yeah, yeah. There's a 
some of the classes in World of Warcraft don't require you to be very uh, accurate or situationally aware in the context of, you know, here's the monster you're standing in. You got to stand behind the monster to attack him, kind of thing. You can you they're, they're like ranged and you don't. Uh, the healers in particular are really pretty easy because they don't have to actually be looking in the right direction to heal. You're healing your, your friends. Uh, some of the classes that do damage, like warlocks, uh, they have uh, they have uh, like a void walker that does the tanking. Right, he goes up and gets the mob to hit him instead, and then you just dot him up. And the dots, you don't have to actually be looking at where you're cast at, at what you're casting a, a damage over time spell on. So there's some there's some tricks like that you can do to get around, uh, you know, different classes and stuff you can play, and you just alter the play style to match what you can do. Uh, but the text to speech was always a big, big uh, kind of a hurdle, and it was really amazing to watch them bring finally bring that to retail, where it reads the but it's, the, the, the uh, but it's that's that's great. I wonder which they're. I, I wonder. I, I hope that they improve accessibility in the future because hey, if this is if this is the only first step, hey, you know things. Things can actually uh, be very good. Yeah, I want to try to drag uh, drag Tyanne into it, but she's resisted. <laughs> we, we can drag me into it. Um, well, you know, my problem is if he dragged me Ow! into it, then we would both be constantly playing and not get anything else done. I'm not seeing a problem. <laughs> I'm not seeing a problem behind my as I'm staring at my sixteen hundred dollar monitor. I suppose I'm a bad one to ask. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah if I could we'll be my character like, and uh, a little plan, we'll, we'll, we'll make a little plan. Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I just love doing the you know grouping up and 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 running around. You know, I don't really care what what we're doing. Nah, I don't care either. I wouldn't care. Yeah. Yeah, I think Diane sent me the link to the page for uh, being completely wild, completely blind and playing wow. But and Eugenia's hand is raised. Hi, Eugenia. Hi, Diane. How are you? All right. How are you? It's great to see you here. There are <laughs> uh, <laughs> so many articles. Um, I I was here because I thought that was uh, for the Mac only. Well, it is Mac. But um, I have this problem and I need some advice. I, I, I was a user of a Mac for many years. And about three years ago, two and a half years ago, I switched to a, um, iPad Pro. And I have had so many issues with that, uh, with a keyboard. I have a magic keyboard attached to it. And now I'm thinking I need to get to the store and I have to decide if I should go back to the Mac or get another iPad, a newer iPad. And I need somebody to tell me a little bit about your experiences. I haven't used a Mac for a while, but I was it, good at it before. It depends on what you want to do with it. So I know. Well, I'd say if she's always if you're if you're always using a keyboard, I'd suggest you get the Mac. Yeah. Yeah. If that's your primary favorite way to input is 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 the keyboard, then yeah. Yeah, that's what I got the Magic Keyboard for the iPad, but it doesn't work together. 
yeah, the, it, on the well, the user interface is slightly is slightly different between the two, and there's no technical reason for it. They both run the same processor, so they could just have a switch in there, and you could just have Mac OS on the lap on the iPad. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, somebody was telling me that uh, it doesn't work the same with a no. you know, but it's it's not working well. It's something wrong with it. When when voiceover is off, it works perfect. The keyboard. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just with the voiceover, the com all the commands they don't work. Yeah, the uh, there's a slight difference. Like I tried hooking up, uh, you know, Bluetooth mouse and keyboard to the to an iPad, and like, oh, it's supposed to have you know this functionality. I'm like, oh, this is not this is not the same as having a Mac. So no, it's, it's yeah, yeah. Okay. I can tell you the uh, I can tell you the new M chips um, and the new keyboard is really. The new Macs are really nice. <laughs> I imagine they, yeah. Awesome. Battery <laughs> life is the battery life is crazy. Uh, okay. the, it, unless they run wow, I never hear the fan spin. It doesn't spin. It charges mm -hmm. like fifty percent in less than thirty minutes. I mean, it's, awesome. uh, the speakers are just. I'm gonna gush here. Yeah. I'll be quiet. <laughs> yeah. And to remember, I mean, or uh, you do these calls of uh, every week, or or uh, so. From, so I'm totally blind, so I, I I just use voiceover. I don't use a monitor. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, let's talk. Mac is every other week here on every Zoom. other. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This. Thank you so much. Yes. I, if I get the Mac, I'll be back. <laughs> to learn more about yep. thank you yeah. and most of the time we do talk voiceover stuff it's just that uh herbie uh had somewhere else to be and do and i asked him two weeks ago if he needed somebody to uh talk about mac from a low vision perspective but yeah. i do mainly use voiceover there are a few times where I do look at the monitor, though. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much, Diane. Nice talking to you, and nice to be here with everybody else. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Any other questions? No hands up right now. All right. So we need we need to start a the, the blind wow guild. I'm gonna type that in. I bet there's a C. <laughs> oh boy. Um Diana's hand is raised. All right. Hi, it's Diana again. Um you mentioned before about uh some kind of setting or something that you do to keep the text white and, and the background is still not gray, it's pure black. What were you talking about that? What could you repeat that, please? Oh, so I, uh, so Apple has this. Uh, they they have the uh, the dark theme for the desktop, which makes uh -huh. you know make which is supposed to make the interface right. dark for sighted right. people. Ironically, I don't actually use that. I leave it the default white because all the web most of your web pages and stuff are all dark. 
I mean, all, yep. I mean, they're all light. All white. Uh huh. And so when you invert the screen, it makes the light web page dark and the rest of the interface dark as well. So it matches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is seems seems counterintuitive initially, uh, but the trick there is um, you can turn on uh, invert colors on that menu I was talking about. But then I go in, and on that menu it even has a thing for the keyboard settings where you can where you can uh, then rebind the keys so you could go and change the default, which is like I forget what it is, but it's like a three three buttons to toggle it, and I make it two buttons so I can just do it with my left hand. I do. Uh, rebind it to command Z because, you know, hmm. you go to one one page and it's, you know, you have it inverted because it's a white web page and you want mm-hmm. white text. And that's great. Then you go to the next web page and they're like, Oh, we're going to have a black web page with some other color text. And then you're like, ah, it's white again. So that's. Yeah. Also that's been, that's your quick way that you can toggle back and forth. Right. Right. So that, okay. that, they have a default key and I should remember it, but I don't. But you can go into to Mac and you can rebind the key. And whatever you and whatever you, you find useful. Bind it to yeah. Option Z. Well, I did it on the, on the, the, the new Mac. It's a Command Z right now. I checked. Oh, okay. But yeah, you can rebind it to any one of those. You know, whichever key combo you want, really. So you just <laughs> click, 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 and the uh, you just access the, the the place where the the key bind is, and then you just push the new combo. All right. Thank you. Yeah. And you could do that for like uh, all the other stuff too. Like, I mean, like you want voiceover keys to be something special or you get a funky gaming keyboard. Like the Corsair's got extra Mac keys on the side. You could like. But like remapping you know. that. I mean, the Windows term I think would be like mapping. So you're remapping the keys. Well, well you say Windows, but uh, Windows can't do that. So. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> I tried. I tried to find a way to do that. You programs can and stuff you can change that but but yeah native in windows i guess you're right okay yeah so. yeah you can't yep yeah now that you. might be now it might be a reason to get a gaming keyboard because in the gaming software while windows doesn't support remapping the keys you could remap the keys and program it in the keyboard if you wanted to oh yeah mm-hmm. and it, then it would work mac or pc you could do the same thing thank you You're welcome. Anybody else? Yeah, it seems to be one thing about it, uh, being more efficient about using technology or computer is just getting better at all the keybinds, keyboard shortcuts. Yeah. All right, not everyone talk at once. I know we're uh, we've got a quiet crowd today. Is, it, is, it, is this is this where I, is this where I can talk about the Mac? Yeah. So I have to say, so they have the uh, uh, the the newer Macs. The speakers are to die for. I mean, these are really, they're really good. They really are. <laughs> I mean, they don't do low bass, being a bass head, you know, 40 hertz, 80 hertz, you know, not great. Everything above that, oh yeah. I mean, spoken, you know, audiobooks, podcasts, 
movie dialogue, symbols, violins, all that stuff sounds um, just Apple really knocked it out of the park when it comes to the uh, lap, their new laptop speakers. It's really good. So I don't know. Uh, I haven't heard the MacBook Air once. I, I think they're kind of cutting corners on that one. But the pros, wow, they're really nice. People like the uh, people like the micro the uh, noise canceling microphones too. For uh, like, if you like, take your phone calls on your Mac and stuff, they sound pretty good too. But, but anyway, I'll be quiet again. Oh, don't be quiet. So um, let's see. Hmm. I don't think I, I have any questions for you. Uh, what's your favorite thing to do on your Mac? Me? Yeah. Uh, my favorite thing to do on the Mac. Here I've been forcing myself to use Windows the last couple of years. Um. Everything's just easier. I find most things are just easier to do on the Mac. So whether it's uh, typing out an email or, or uh, you know, making a spreadsheet, it's just easier. It connects the, it connects the file server easier. I mean, right now it's doing time machine backups. Um, uh, the, the command line is nice because there's some command line stuff you can do to copy files or remote into other machines. And it just does it natively. There's no... You don't have to add tack something on the same way you do in Windows. Um, oh, there is another feature that we didn't cover that um, could be helpful for low vision, and that's the color filters. Hmm. I accidentally was playing around with those earlier today. Um, and just grayscale, or you can have... Um, the red and green or the green and red uh blue and yellow oh the um, color blind the color blind filters yeah and well you can also change the colors of your highlights and all that too yeah i'm noticing the background the default background for the new mac os is not it's windows like it's very doesn't matter if you invert it or not. It's still kind of like in that middle, middle range. Oh, that's why I have it on dark mode. And then my desktop background is just black. And we have a raised hand in our, actually, Herbie Allen's hand is raised. Hi, Herbie. Hello. Well, first of all, I wanted to um, thank you both for uh, coming on here today and talking about uh, this topic, because um, it's uh, definitely one I know nothing about. Um, so first of all, I want to do that. Second of all, I guess my question is, um, so as low vision users, maybe you talked about this a little bit, like, do you still find you, you rely on voiceover a lot? And... Finally, one of the questions I do get from people, like they're losing their vision um, and they want to learn the Mac, but they don't know, should they learn it from like a low vision perspective or a voiceover perspective? And so what would you uh, say? What, what are your thoughts on that? Well, the nice thing is you can do both. Unlike uh, Windows, you 
you, unless you're using like fusion, you can't do magnification and same time. But with the Mac, you can have both at once. And so you can learn both at the same time. And depending on what it is, the majority of the time I use voiceover, but I am also a visual learner. So if it's something that I know I'm going to be able to actually look at, I will look at my 32 inch monitor. And um, so, yeah, that's my thoughts. If you don't, if someone doesn't, isn't already coming, in my opinion, if someone isn't already coming from like lowering jaws or NVDA and they, they're going to need to learn accessibility anyway, eventually, I think the Mac's a great way to do it because the, from, from a low visual perspective, I don't use voiceover at all. I'm just, I'm doing the zoom and thing and, and inverting the screen all the time and all of that stuff. Uh, and I can do it on the windows. Windows has significantly improved over the last couple of years. Um, but it's still easier to do on the Mac, in my opinion. It's just, it's just, it's almost intuitive. Like you don't, it's not, a, it's an easy barrier to learn how to use the uh, the low vision stuff on the Mac, and you're still largely using the computer like you would if you didn't have a vision problem. Um, so I think that's, so it's, and then as as you transition, you know, if you lose your eyesight more and more, uh, then you have the option of plugging an external monitor because I mean most people are probably going to buy. A MacBook, and then uh, and then there's always voice over there when you need it. Um, but if you already that uh, if you already knew Jaws, I have to say I've seen a lot of people, you know, not make that transition from if they already know Jaws to uh, to uh, voiceover hasn't isn't an easy easy thing to do. But if you're brand new and you're losing your vision, I would I would I would say the Mac's easier one to use. And it's a very low entry to uh, bar of entry to learn how to how to use it. You just got to know, you know, the, where to turn the stuff on. It's pretty. It's very very intuitive. Whereas the, the Windows, it's like uh, the keyboard. You can't rebind the keys, and the keyboard shortcuts are a little kind of funky. But it it has it too if you if you needed to. Eventually, you'll be back to talk about uh, time machine backup. Perfect, perfect. Right. All yeah. right, thanks, guys. It's yeah. Trying to find my unmute here, but yeah. yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna say the other thing about the Mac. I think people don't realize a lot of times they're like, "There's this bias against Mac," but the walled garden, it's real and it's very comfy. I'm just saying. So if you got you've got an iPhone already, and you start buying different Apple devices, they start talking and working together in the ecosystem. It makes it real nice, and and of course. When Definitely. something's easier, easier to do in general, it it's a huge difference. If you if if because when you when you can't see well, it makes anything you do more difficult to begin with, and so the simpler it is to do anything, it pays out. It pays in spades when you're low vision, you know. Excellent. All mm -hmm. right. Any other questions, comments? Um, complaints, but bring two uh, solutions. 
um, emotional outbursts. Huh? Did I, did I miss up? <laughs> no, I was just asking if there were any more questions, comments, hmm. complaints with two solutions. Well, if you want or, complaints. I'm, or I'm emotional outbursts. I like the direction you're taking these questions, first of all. Um, I got a, I, got, I got a funny story. All right. All right. So, so I got a kid, got an Apple TV. And uh, so I'm trying to move the, the, the mod, our network to WPA3 because WPA2 came out over 15 years ago. It's insecure. There's a crack attack. Not good. No WPA2. Move the network to WPA3. So anyway, it turns out that the Apple, we have, if you have a 4K Apple TV, you get WPA3. You get a 2K Apple TV, screw you. Thanks, Apple. So we got the, uh, and so, uh, so do I run a physical cable or do I put it on the light bulb network? Okay, I, I admit I'm paranoid. Yes, we have a Wi-Fi light bulb network. So, and so I'm like, all right, how do I get it on the Wi-Fi network? Okay, first step, I need to type in a password. All right. I get the Windows keyboard from the kid's computer. I plug it into the hub that goes from USB-C to USB-A. I plug it in. The keyboard doesn't seem to be working. I move the arrow keys. It's not moving on the screen. This is no good. Oh, thanks, Apple. Now what? Oh, I'll go get the app. I have a genuine Apple Bluetooth keyboard. I'll go get that. I go get that. Then I'm trying to pair it. And I'm like, why is it not pairing? Could it be the batteries are just almost dead? All right, go find some bat rechargeable batteries. Bring the batteries back. Yes, wireless devices. Not so good. Put the rechargeable battery, new, different rechargeable batteries in it. Okay, okay, I finally got it paired. Very hard to type numbers in when it's on the floor. Just saying. Anyway, got it, got it in there. Got it paired. Now I need a password. Damn it. My passwords are not easy. I must go into the other end of the house. Get my iPhone. Unlock the iPhone. Go in the password manager. Dig up the password. Got the password on the phone. I'm ready. I'm going into the room. And it goes, would you like to share the password? I'm like, yeah. This will pop up. And I push it. And it automatically sends the Wi-Fi password, I guess over Bluetooth, to the Apple TV. So I have mixed feelings about this. So just saying. Wish I had thought of that beforehand. You know. So I don't know if anyone knows this, but... Your Apple device can share the Wi-Fi password to other Apple devices. All right. We have five minutes left. Any last minute comments, questions? What's the what's next uh, times uh, Mac call Harvey? All right, unknown. Well, I guess we can go ahead and um, 
wrap things up. Um, thank you, Steve, for hosting in Zoom. Thank you, Brad, for uh, moderating in Clubhouse and connecting us and broadcasting to ACB Media. Um, thank you, Alan, for uh, co-facilitating with me today.